Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and live from the undisclosed location, or in WWE 13 terms live from Shangri-La, it is me, Snack Blow, accompanied by the furry one known as Fraggle, and today, this is of course episode 53, part 2, of the ever-famous, and the runner-up, of this year's Alternate Media Awards for Best Podcast in the Year. We are the Wee's Rod, of course, because of Flop the Pop Sponge. It's time for the Royal <laughs> Oh shit, sorry, that's probably the first time that we did the intro to introduce my co-host, Mr. Michael C.K. And you can also download him on WWE 13 Creative. Not yet. Creative. Oh, sorry, not yet, not yet. Take that back. We'll be happening soon. We'll be happening soon. You've got to do a few more tweaks and then you can go online. Hold <laughs> Longest intro for you. Thank you. So, dude, over the last few weeks, a lot of shit has happened. Yeah. Care to begin what, with what's been happening, dude? Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, we pretty much covered most of it in the last episode. You did? Re-elected recently? Yeah, uh, I can't think. Well, hold on a sec. You do some filler, and I've got to switch on a light. Okay, I'll switch light on now. Now I can see again. Oh god, he's he's at the let loose of his cage. Too right. The cage in my underground mansion in the undisclosed location. So, oh yeah, one thing we can celebrate. See you out of the Champions League. Yeah. Oh, happy days. Indeed. And we were what? taking us as, as the uh, tag team flag, Mike Hunt. A.K.A. the Royal Ramblers. Yep. And, of course, in case any of this person appear to please note, yes, we are advertising ourselves through the medium of video games. Yeah. <laughs> We've decided to pull ourselves out that way. Can't believe we didn't think of it earlier, but hopefully this gets a few more listeners. Yeah, and you know what I might do, just for added cheeky measure, if I get, if I have any more remaining points for Snack Pro, I might, just might, actually no, what I could do, I could create a new t-shirt advertising our shop. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. We got the whole idea from uh, Game Marriage, didn't we? We did when they created a superstar known as Shameless. 
and he obviously had one R uh, in marriage. Yeah. Mind you, I can't wait for their next episode of WWE 13. That's just going to be awesome. Yeah, as always. <laughs> well, one bit of news as well. The Sir Alex Ferguson statue has officially been unveiled today. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it is on his stat- own stand. Yeah, the Sir Alex Ferguson stand. It was going to happen anyway. They were going to make a statue of him. Because no one can win like as many trophies as he had. And no one could be in charge of a club for 26 years. As long as he has. I mean, that is longevity in itself. And obviously he's won 12 league titles, 2 Champions League trophies. And to quote him, his opening sentence, Normally people die before they see their statues, so I'm out living death. Yeah. <laughs> what a legend. Mm. And because of, and obviously because of him, we've obviously had the success we did. Um, Ronaldo also added, well done boss, I think you deserve it 100%. And of course, Beckham also said some nice things about him. And speaking of, and speaking of Beckham, obviously, he's, um, he's obviously getting himself a few deals off and around the world. Yeah, well, the thing is, he's coming towards the, um, to the twilight of his career, as it were. Yeah, and this... He needs to get all the money he can before he does eventually retire. Well, here's the thing, I mean, if he goes to Paris Saint-Germain, you look at the people who were in charge there, you got Leonardo's sporting director, and you got Carlo Ancelotti as a manager. Now, he knows both of them from his time at AC Milan, where he spent yeah. two loan spells. Now, here's the thing. They're also known for extending the careers of players who are, obviously, as you said, are in the twilight. If you don't believe me, ask the majority of AC Milan's back four and they'll tell you. I mean, Paolo Maldini continued his career until he was 41. Yeah. And, of course, Costa Perra continued his until he was 42, Catherine 39, and Cal Cadzi, whatever his name is, the Georgian lad. He um he was like thirty eight, so they're back four. If you can provide the number of OAPs like in their eighties, you could probably get two OAPs for every AC Milan backline. Well, I think I think you're using the the word OAP sort of to describe people who technically aren't in football in terms are. No, I'm adding I'm adding their ages together. Oh, okay. Right, right, in total. Right, right, right. I'm I'm basically adding them up and dividing them by the average OAP, who's probably like in his 70s or whatever. Oh, yeah, OAP is, I think, officially uh, when you turn... uh, What is it? As soon as you Uh, get your bus pass. Yeah, yeah, when you leave, you know, so 68 or something. 65 thinks the legal age to get an OAP bus pass. Well, whatever. Here you go, so nearly, so nearly three OAPs are the equivalent to the entire AC Milan backline of the early to mid 2000s. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, um, Chelsea are kind of pity because they sacked the man who finally got them the Champions League. But, but. Abramovich isn't happy because, obviously, oh, 
it was it was one ugly. It wasn't one with style. Fuck that shit. If you want yeah. the Champions League, you wanted the win of the Champions League. Yeah. Either right, you have a choice. Either you win with style or you win trophies. You can't do it both ways. Yeah. I mean, we never won trophies playing with style and panache. We played it our way. Arsenal played it their way. Every club in the past played it their way. Yeah. You can't flavish hundreds of millions of pounds and expect to win with style. Fuck that. Yeah. And the other thing is as well, I reckon the Chelsea job must be the easiest job in the world to do. You do shit, you get sacked, and you get a lot in compensation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, AVP got 16 mil compo for his sacking. So I'll tell you what, Mr. Abramovich, I'll take it, I'll take it up. Two year contract, give me a couple mil a year, and we'll put in a 25 million get out clause, just in case you think I'm going to do shit. Yeah, yeah, you would that, wouldn't you? Too right. I had to literally get them relegated to the championship. <laughs> I'll be like, oh dear, how sad, never mind. Can I have my money now, please? <laughs> yeah, what the conversation now? <laughs> yeah, and you'll be seeing me out of Stamford Bridge with a swag bag with 25 million cash. Saying, so, well, I did the best I could. The players didn't like my style of play. It's not my fault playing 10 attackers wasn't going to work. They just didn't know how to score. Oh, yeah, see, 11. No, no, no. Uh, no, actually, no, 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 it's not your fault you play 10 goalkeepers out on the outfield and then, uh, <laughs> And John Terry and Goal. Yeah. Getting strikers. John Terry and Goal, John Terry and Goal, and every registered goalkeeper as an outfielder. Meanwhile, I have won the reserve Premier League. With possibly the best reserve lineup in the world. Frank Lampard, Ashley Cole, Fernando Torres, Edin Hazard, <laughs> Bra Bra um, Bratislan, Ibrahimovic, whoever the fuck you call him, Ivanovic, I don't care. Anusia von David Luiz, oh yeah, I sold him in January. Because he looks like he's pissed every time he does an interview, that's why. He's an embarrassment to the club, that's why I sold him. <laughs> and don't even get me started on the right back's position. They're all shit. So that was my style, and then I went to Man City and did exactly the same thing a year later. And I got a hundred million plus one of the one of the islands in the in the middle in the Middle East. Yeah, that was part of the package. I said right. Yeah, part of the severance deal. As you know, it's. 12 installments of 100 mil plus an island from the United Arab Emirates from Dubai. Which you get to, which you get to try all your money in. Too right. Tax free and all that shit. Yeah, tax free and all that shit. But um, back to the Beckham situation. Because I was discussing with the missus about this and um, we both came up with a very good suggestion as what he could do for. Um, for his last few years because 
He's one of the lads who loves playing football for the love of football. The money's only just there because of his brand name and the fact it's Brand Beckham. What he could do is he could advertise saying, Look, I've come to last years of my career, and what I'm going to do is, right, I'm going to draw a team out of a hat for a nominal fee and play for you for a season. And if any team wants to, if any team wants to have me have my services for a year, just declare your intentions now. We'll give the deadline for like say two weeks, and then we'll see what's what. See, this is my This will be coming my master plan because I might write a letter to Mr. Beckham saying, "Dear Mr. Beckham, although it's nice to have a shitload more money, you probably don't need it. Could you please play for Tamworth?" Because you will help their finances in such a big way. And in return you get all the pine chips, pine match meals in the world for free. As well as your own spot in the car park. And that's a very good spot. Yeah. I think that's a fair deal. Plus 10% off shirt sales. <laughs> I mean, who turned down 10% off shirt sales? And free pie and mash meals for life. Because I know he likes pie and mash. Say, yeah. so, Mr. Beckham, if by any chance you listen to this, and I do mean by the slightest of chances, please join Tamworth for a year. Actually, made that a year and a half, and I can guarantee you, you'll be loved by us fans alike. And believe me, Tamworth is not a bad town. In fact, Mrs. Beckham could go shopping in many various fashion stores in Ankerside Shopping Centre. Or, she can go to M&S, the big M&S, and shop there for all the latest fashion. Or, she can go to Next and shop there for all the latest fashion. So you go, I've already, I've already name-checked a few places. Yeah. And speaking of which, if anyone wants to get in touch with me about sponsorship, please, you know where to find us, the underscore royal underscore rambles at yahoo.com. Or at Royal Rambles on Twitter. Or look for us on YouTube under the Royal Rambles, Facebook under the Royal Rambles, or download Snack Blow on WW13's Community Creations for anyone who owns a PS3. And WW13, obviously, and who likes to play online. Yeah, and then we'll be a case of. I'm a case of. My country's a case of coming soon. Yep, that's right, and then you can play as the team of the Royal Ramblers. Oh my fucking Jesus. Here we go. Right, Mark Hughes has been sacked. From the sounds of things. Oh, back. Right. This is, this is what we got. Mark Hughes' short spell at QPR has been so undistinguished that even stewards were being cheered by waiting fans as they left Loftus Road's main entrance last Saturday. What the fuck have they done wrong? It's not their fault that the team's shit. I mean, it was an example of gallows, gallows humour at its finest, but the dismal 3-1 defeat by Southampton was no laughing matter. It made the exit of Hughes, who was 11 months into a two and a half year deal, there you go, multi-year deals have been shit, yeah. was inevitable. Yeah. When was the last time uh, uh, one of those actually, actually ended up going to the full length? Um, Axel Axe Ferguson, and he'll tell you. Yeah, well, yeah, I uh, 
See, the thing is, this is the embarrassment of how long Sir Alex Ferguson has been. Over 1,000 managers have come and gone, regardless whether it's England or Europe's top clubs, over 1,000 managers have come and gone in Fergie's time. Yeah. The stats don't lie. And the manner of the loss and the toxic atmosphere surrounded it provided the final straw for Tony Fernandez. QPR owner and of course either current or former owner of the K2 and Formula 1 team who had tweeted for the millionth time last Friday that Hughes will not lose his job in his cohorts. Fernandez has provided a public shield against mounting criticism but there was no protection against a record of no wins and only 4 points from 12 games that left them cut adrift from safety at the bottom of the Premier League. The meeting with Nigel Atkins' side was labelled Oh Jesus. It's labelled El Sakico on the basis that the loser will be unemployed in short order and for Hughes the title proves sadly prophetic. Although he strangely had to wait six days before an initial official announcement was made. So, where's Mark Hughes gonna go next? <laughs> Who knows? Well it's kind of funny, um who was it who got sacked from Spurs after making a shit start and ended up at Real Madrid? Oh no, wait, it was one day Ramos! So, Mark Hughes, it might not be all that bad. You could end up getting the top job in Spain. Yeah, it would be nice Well, see, the trashy thing is, he's not a bad manager, and originally he was too to take over from Sir Alex at United eventually, but it was just a case that, well, he's obviously not had chance to settle in Man City and of course all the money, you know the rest, he got sacked there. He went to Fulham, didn't do too badly, and then fucked off the QPR. And now, he's done shit at QPR. I reckon he's deliberately sabotaging certain teams. <laughs> this is your theory. Yeah, it's my theory. He's going to go to Chelsea next. Right, after Rafa Benitez has done fucking up their season, he's going to go to there and he's going to sabotage them so badly they won't even make the Europa League the following season after next. And then he'll go back to Man City after the owners say, it's okay, we forgive you. And then he'll do shit there. Oh no, he can't go to Arsenal because Arsenal already fucking themselves up in certain areas. Although in their defence they are slightly improving. Um, he'll go to... Oh no, he can't go to Liverpool. Liverpool already fucking themselves up as well. And eventually he'll get a top job, do well there, and then probably one day head to United and do well there. But that remains to be seen. That's just my theory. Yeah. And... So how are Coventry getting on, by the way? I don't really know. I'm not, I'm not really in keeping up with what they're doing. Is this because of the embarrassment that they had considering they're in League One? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's just been sort of busy and what have you. Yeah, doing the misses, no doubt. Yeah, no. So, do we edit that out or not? <laughs> I don't care, to be fair. Okay, then I'm going to say no. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm, I'm checking the table now. Oh, bloody hell, they're, they're 15th. Well, fuck. You have positive goal difference for once. 
and you are only nine points off the playoff. Yeah, only nine points off the playoff. That's a ma- whole mountain to cut down. And I think reading, like, we seem to be doing, we seem to be sort of doing all right recently. Well, having a look at the form, you've only lost one in the last one, two, three, four, five, six. In the last six games. Yeah. And. That's good. So, so I think we're starting to sort of pick up, as it were. Yeah. Well, one in the last five league games, but one in the last six. Obviously, I'm counting the FA Cup. Yeah. And. Oh bloody hell! I don't know how long ago this was. Oh, the thirty first of October. But a player from country called Kevin Malaga. Mm-hmm. Um, he's joined the Neaton on loan for a month. Yeah. A month? Fuck it, I'll give him a week. I reckon he probably doesn't want to join them. <laughs> How embarrassing. Yeah. And the weird thing was, and this is basically how low you can, you can go. His contract expired at Nice in France, so he joined Coventry in the summer. 25 years old, so he's still young. But, following Mark Robbins' appointment as manager, he was made available for transfer after being deemed surplus to requirements. And yet now, he's playing for the Neaton Town. Hmm. Fucking town. The mighty Treacle Town. Silence is golden. Now, I went to see um, Alan Davis last week at the um, Wally Cart Centre, and um, basically, he was saying, oh, wait, we're here, we're here at the Wally Cart Centre, which is a flat-out lie, because we are not in Warwick, are we? Where are we? Coventry! Yeah. And then he said... This is the thing, I've never got to why the Wally Cart Centre is classed as... <laughs> is it, like... It's called the Wally Cart Centre. Yeah, but... Would you rather be it be called the Warwick Arts Centre or the Coventry Arts Centre? I mean, let's co- let's compare it. Let's compare it, right? Warwick Arts Centre, Coventry Arts Centre. Warwick for its history and everything else, or Coventry, apart from the bombing in World War Two, just to, just a city full of chavs. I win this argument. So, anyway, basically, he then said, can you name any towns much worse than Coventry? So, cities, cities or towns much worse than Coventry. And someone then shouted, Nuneaton! And someone then shouted, Treacle Town! Hmm. And then Alan Davis struggled to figure, then he said after a few seconds, why, did, why is it called Treacle Town? Oh, it's because the people are thick and slow, like Treacle. And then... To cap it off and say, okay, okay, anything worse, Bedworth! <laughs> and then, about 10 15 minutes later, like, this group of people came in and they were obviously late. And then he said, Where did you come from? Bedworth. And then the whole, the whole building erupted in cheers. <laughs> and then and he said, You heard about Bedworth, it's a shithole. I mean, it was a really good gig. I will admit, on air, that I struggled to keep awake for the first 10 minutes. 
it did help on two issues because I got up at half four to start work half five and also the building, the room that the show was hosted in, the heating was up stupidly. I yeah. couldn't stay awake because of the humidity of the room. Even after an ice cream tried to G me up, I then went slowly back into a slow, slow yeah. abyss. Speaking of that, I need to go get the Eastman in. Right, yeah, I need to go grab a, grab a drink there. I thought you were going to go grab yourself an ice cream. Who <laughs> wants ice cream? Who wants ice cream? Um, let's see what else have we had. Oh, for God's sake, I thought they were going to let this shit drop. SPL announces date for commission hearing. On Rangers. Oh. I mean, haven't they done enough to that club already? Let it drop, for God's sake. It's over. Stop this probe. They're in Division 3. I don't believe. I don't even know if they're even top. Fair enough. You know, I wish they let it drop because it's not as if. But it does go in Division 1 for God's sake. They're in fucking Division 3. Let it drop. Leave them be. I mean, they did perform all the former Rangers Football Club on the field over a tax bill, which is always a good thing. I mean, I can even try and check in the Scottish Third Division because I could probably plain and clearly say. Let's have a look at the table. Let's have a look at the table. Okay, they are top. Two points clear of Algin with a game in hand. If I had to even flip it. And I'll tell you what, despite being a third division club, Rangers still have their own column on the DP Sports Page website. He's back. He's back. He's, he's back. Um, right. Ah, Queen's Park versus Rangers. The 29th of December. Obviously, Queen's Park, a club whose average attendance is shite, they're on loan. So, no, sorry, not they're on loan. They are playing in Hampton Park. Attendance at the stadium, capacity of the stadium, over 50,000. They're not going to fill 50,000 anytime soon. Get fucking real. Hmm. Yeah. So, dude, any news updates on any shows you've been to or anything like that? Uh, not really, no. Um, the exciting one is like in, uh, what is it, two or three weeks' time when I get, uh, when I get to um, go to Preston City Wrestling again. Uh, this is the one where I'm meeting uh, John Morrison. Del Morrison. John Morrison. Oh, John Morrison. We said Del Morrison. No, really. Could you imagine? That would be the funniest tribute act ever. Alberto Del Morrison! Yeah. Speaking of Del Rio tribute acts, dude, please explain to the audience who. I created just a couple of minutes ago 
in our tag team match. Oh, you chasing Tim Martin Del Rio? Yep. And I described him in the name of Del Rio's cousin. And then I was thinking, Del Rio's cousin? And actually, though, here's a, a car, a posh car that he drives, like a Rolls Royce. And next thing you know, light green hair, a shiny red body, and red attire, red ring attire with a black, with a red t-shirt with black writing saying "Tomato Dog Mio." Yeah. Oh well, here comes the book. My name is Book Later. I like to eat book with a taser, and I like to read a book with spacer. I am stupid, I have no brains, but I wrestle, I think I was a good UFC fighter, but then I got her bad. I lost several fights, I couldn't beat someone called a druggie known as Alistair Overview. My name is Laser, I am E. Porky Laser, I eat pork with the taser, pork, laser likes pork with a taser, and he likes to read a pork with a taser, and he's Luke, I don't know why I'm singing like this, when the screen is playing this song on WWE 13, he is pork laser, pork, pork laser, he likes to eat his pork with a taser, that it's just shocking. <laughs> anyway, let's not do that. Let's um, concentrate on other things. So, obviously, I think you mentioned Mr. Obama got re-elected. Yeah. And good thing as well, because Prick Romney is a douche. <laughs> I mean, the things he said, like, I don't care about the poor people, or... I'm going to raise taxes, or shit like that. And when he went to Britain and said that, oh, we can't host a successful Olympic Games, we're just going to be shit, he just embarrassed himself in every single way possible. Yeah. And because of this, he lost some of the voters. Although people are thinking whether it's a race thing or rot, because um, the majority of the voters for Mr. Obama happened to be from Latino and African American backgrounds. Although in saying that, 48% of all white people did vote for Mr. Obama. Yeah. So, Brack, if you if you're ever a fan of the show, apparently I heard for the great fun you are. But just in case you are, four more years, man, and you know what? You're always welcome to come on this show any time you want. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I'm sure the President of the United States has much better things to do than go on to our show. Enough time to uh, <laughs> do that. Yeah. I'm sure if he comes over to England and sees beloved hammers, then you know what? All's well in the world. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, I. I've become the new mayor recently. Yeah. The mayor of the undisclosed location. I was, I was the only candidate, by the way. Yeah, so it's got a fixed result. <laughs> yeah, and there's only one voter, and that was me. 
So I, obviously I win by the majority vote. And that's made the undisclosed location. I'm about to continue. So I'm about to go into my second term as I've started my first. And that is it. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. And that is a party political broadcast brought to you by the two-time, two-time mayor of the undisclosed location, Mr. Stack Low. on WWE Community Creations if you look for the words Stack Blow. And also, yeah. coming soon, Fraggle will make her speech as she is Vice Mayor of the Undisclosed Location. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah, she looks the mic again. She seems to have had a busy week as well. Basically, um, we, we had to Operation Rose Arc because there was, a, there was a shitload of floods happening in certain areas. Um, we had the in-laws and their two dogs, and um, yeah, Fraggle seemed to enjoy it. And she just rests on the keypad and tries to go backwards on my thingy, on my um, web history. No, don't look at porn, Fraggle. That's naughty. <laughs> Bad dog. Oh, it's showing my, my screen! Yes! Damn! <laughs> this is the voice, just the voice mode in this guy's location you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, and obviously, um, as well, things are taking shape towards um, the arrival of Baby Blow. Baby, Baby Blow. Basically, nurseries are all nearly sorted. Got the mobile for the kid, um, loads of nappies, loads of wipes. Yeah, pretty much most of the kids sorted. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of speaking of babies, or speaking of young children, I was in a shop one day, and um, you know certain shops have like stand-up tills where um, people like put baskets on and people scan things through. I was standing behind a woman with a kid who's about like six or seven, I don't know, and she was starting. She was um, going for her shopping, and the kid was playing on the rollers. Easy thing to do, easily distracted, and she was telling him to stop it. Stops five seconds, does it again. She then says, "Stop it again." Two stops, ten, fifteen seconds later, then he starts again. And dude, get this for the ultimate act of disrespect towards parents. You ready, dude? She then grabbed his hand and said, stop it. He turned around, smacked her hand and said, fuck you. Oh. Directly to his own mother. He just said, fuck you. If that were me, I'd have got pelted round the ear. Yeah. But obviously, this isn't the, this isn't the mid-1990s. This is, this is 2012. Oh. So yeah, he's always picking up the phone, I'm just going to talk some more. And for any prospective new parent, I can only offer you a few words of advice. Obviously, because my kid's not even born yet, 
but you know what, I feel obliged to do so as a father to be. Basically, if you struggle with anything, just remember, you got friends and family around you who will be able to help and provide you with anything you need, regardless of whether it's small or big, trust me. And good luck to any prospective parents in the near future, you know what? Fight, fight the good fight for you and your children and for their futures. Anyway, back to the show as Mike seems to be back. Um, was it a prank phone call? No, 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 it was actually something important. Fairy stuff. Oh, another thing that... I think I need Danny to push up some, some stuff before um, girlfriend gets home, so... Ah, misbehaving. How is she doing recently? Uh, I feel alright. <laughs> Sorted. Always good to hear. And remember, the Royal Rambler's rule with Mrs. Luke, protection, and Luke. Sad Yeah. That's So, to wrap this shit up. Yes! We must wrap this shit up. As we were talking random shit today, there's a change. And, obviously, if you'd like to contact us, the underscore royal underscore rambles at yahoo.com go to twitter and start look for at royal <laughs> speaking in a Ger- I was speaking in a German accent sounded Japanese no no this is Japanese that was that just sounded Japanese I'm going I'm turning Japanese do you, are you turning Japanese? I am turning Japanese! <laughs> this podcast has gone off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, I've been uh, Mike Hunt. And I have been Snagmar! <laughs> yep, yeah, um, uh, we've been the Royal Rumbles. And for any legal reasons whatsoever, we 